What's up, my peeps? This is our podcast, Lessons from the Sun. I'm Nina Riccardi, and I'm the sun. And I'm Tony Riccardi, his pops. We're here to share our personal conversations with you. We'll dive into lessons we learned within sports and our everyday life. Or crack some jokes and have some fun. And you'll get to hear how much I bust my father's chops. Hey, listen, we're close, but I'm still your father. All right, pops, I get it. Now let's get into today's episode. What's up? Welcome to another Lesson from the Sun podcast. And what's your name, bro? Um, Nino Riccardi. Oh, okay. I'm Pops. Okay. And what are we going to talk about today? We are going to be talking about my broken leg injury. Overcoming injury. Mm-hmm. Big thing right there. How parents and kids can help their kids overcome injury how parents and kids can help their kids well so smart (laughs) (laughs) how parents and kids can help their kids (laughs) yeah genius right there how parents parents can help their kids oh yeah how How parents parents can can help help their their kids kids, and and kids kids can can help help themselves kids can help themselves uh i was saying overcome injury yeah so in order to get to that route let's let's get a little background on uh an injury that you've had in your 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 athletic career and hopefully by sharing what you've gone through we can help other people who may be going through that an injury or they'll someone else can relate with someone with like you who has had an injury Mm -hmm. okay okay so thank you by the way nino for being willing to share the story of your injury with everybody out there because i'm sure it's not easy so, I say that, but okay. All right. Well, what was the injury that you have? Give us a story. Give us, give us your best version of the story, and I'll try and fill in the blanks. First, let me tell you what. Let me first let me tell you what happened. Uh, it was a. It was called a hairline fracture. Okay. I got it on my right leg. Got it. So here's the whole story. Story of how it happened. So I hit a ball in baseball. I didn't want to get out. So I slid out first. I slid super wrong. I slid super late and then like my like knee came forward and it like cracked. Yes. Yeah. And it was it wasn't visible to anybody that your your leg had a like a hairline fracture in it, but you knew because of the pain. Yeah. Well, you knew you felt something. Yeah. And what how did you feel at that moment that that happened besides but besides pain? What was going through your brain? Of how long Am I gonna need to be out with a cast? That's what you were thinking? Yeah. Okay, got it. And you were already thinking about how long am I gonna be out? Mm-hmm. And besides, you were feeling a lot of pain. Yeah. Yes. And how did you feel the day after your injury? Like in other words, after the pain had subsided, the pain wasn't like excruciation. You had, you had a cast on by this point. Um, no, the... You would get set for the cast the next day. Yeah. But on that day, I got like a, just like a very minor cast just to help me. So it would like stay in a good position. Got it. What were the feelings that you were having around? All right, now your cast is on and they're like, all right, you're out for six weeks. It wasn't six weeks. How long was it then? I don't know, but it, 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 it felt longer at least. Yeah, yeah it was. 
The cast was on for six weeks. The cast was on for six weeks. Yeah. That's and then you had a whole recovery process. But mm-hmm. let's talk about that. Like, what were the all the things that were going through your brain? Like, share this with somebody who just think about. It. There's somebody out there who just broke their arm in the middle of a season, in the middle of a basketball season, or they broke their leg in the middle of a baseball season. There's someone out there that is on the injured list and is going through exactly how you were feeling. What was going through your brain? Um, the fact that I'm not going to be playing for a long time just, like, really made me, like, really sad because I love baseball and it's... Right. Well, it affected your baseball, but it yeah. also... What else did it affect, this like, injury? I couldn't do anything else. I, I was, like, in a crutch. I couldn't, couldn't, like, walk without it. So, it's a real pain, too. Right. So, it affected getting around in school mm-hmm. affected baseball yeah other things that you like to do just getting around mm-hmm. and the worst part about it that i needed to like i couldn't even go after school my i didn't go to even like see my practice or practice just a tiny bit right it's like i just went home and i was like spending like like three hours in schoolwork and getting ready for tests so you, so that's good. You took the opportunity. Oh uh, no, I didn't want to. <laughs> so somebody took the opportunity. Yeah, someone made me. Who? My mom. <laughs> okay, well, your mom sees the opportunity to. She grasped the opportunity. Yeah. To have you. To fo- make me do something. To have you focus more on academics. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. And what was going on with your baseball team at the time? Uh, they were undefeated. And then you were in the middle of the undefeated season. Yeah. And how did that feel to to not be able to contribute to that undefeated season? Um, it wasn't like just at the start of the season when I broke my leg. It was like around the middle to the other bit towards the end of the season. So I contributed a lot already. So right. I feel like if it was a like on the first game I broke my leg, then it'd be like much worse. Right, because you were able to at least get... So that's a positive way of looking at it. You were able to get a half a season in. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's a good way to think about it. And what, what happened with your team, ultimately? They won the championship. And they went and they went undefeated. Mm-hmm. 21-0. I love how you tell, tall, you tell tall tales. The number keeps growing. How It was 18-0. But I like... We can it go was, with 21-0. It was 21 because um, we played... Uh, three travel teams and we won and we beat them it wasn't in the rec season part but we won got it one and, and how many years ago was that i think i was seven eight you you were seven you're right seven yeah so it was three years ago you were seven years old and how did you feel when your team went undefeated i was feeling like proud you're feeling proud of them that's great and were you able to celebrate with them on the field? No. No? No, I wasn't able to. Well, you didn't play on the field, but you were able to celebrate with them. Yeah, but not the same. What other big event did you have in your life during your broken leg? Um, my first communion. Yeah, your first communion. So, it's like, if someone doesn't know that, a communion is something that you get when you come of an age, and you keep getting it when you go to church. Well, what is it? 
what is it? I mean, we don't have to get into that, but no. The the long story short, it's a in in the Catholic religion. Yeah. It's it's a significant event in a young person's life. Yes. So that was pretty cool, though. You got to go down. How did you go down the to receive your first communion in the church? So I was like, I was like, um, I needed to wear like something on top of my. I couldn't wear just like shorts because <laughs> that would. That would be, it's like rude. Yeah. So I needed to wear like long pants on top of that. Like, it was like the worst. <laughs> well, it was pretty funny though, because you got to wear like a cool get up down the aisle and you had you. And I was like, limping crutching, down. limping there too. Yeah. So, <laughs> get so, it. so that was pretty cool. And what was it like? What was your daily routine like with the broken, broken leg? Like going to school every day? What was that like? Hard. Yeah? Well? Like the first few days, because it took a while to get used to the fact that I gotta, you gotta use your crutches everywhere. You gotta, um, because the car that we had is like on top, like really elevated. Yep, high and off the, the ground. And it's like the short step is like really down. Mm hmm. So I needed to like, like a whole thing, put my crutch in there and then. Like in between, and then it's like a whole thing. It's really. And what about before you were on crutches in school? Did you receive any help from anybody in school? Before I was on crutches? What yeah. Like when you had to go to the bathroom, when you had to do different things? Yeah, so I like, they took turns pushing me um, when we were going like far distances on my, on like a wheelchair. Mm hmm. I, I would have rather walk, but. Right, but you, but my crutches, but so there were people that were helping you, friends. Yeah. So that, how did that feel? Good that like that they wanted to help me with my thing. Yeah. So that's another positive that came out of it. Yeah. You see friends that are willing to help you, right? Mm-hmm. How how did your body change while your leg was broken? What happened with your body? What do you mean by that? Well, when you're when you're running around all the time and exercising, your body reacts a certain way. Did your body change at all when you had the injury? Or is your body the same? Actually, it changed a lot. Before I broke my leg, I was like, I ran okay compared to like, I think it was like, took me a, a while to get around the bases. But then after I broke my leg, it was like pretty quick. Okay. Like. But what about while your leg was broken? Did your body change? Did you, did you, were you still in the same shape as you were when your leg was broken? Did you gain any weight? Did you, did you have the same during the time? What uh, happens during, to your body during that time? It's like, you can't do nothing. I mean, there's only like one part that's gonna get really stronger, like two, uh, two parts. It's, for me, it was my left leg because I was putting all the weight on my left leg, mm -hmm. my entire body. So, and my upper body because I, I still try to do some stuff with my upper body and like some core stuff. Yeah, you received a gift too from from a from a friend, an uncle that got you like kind of like a like a pitching a pitching thing with a target in it uh -huh. that allowed you to keep throwing. Yeah, even in the house. From a chair. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. That was fun. And so your your body changed a little bit. 
And what happened with your mind during this time? Like what was going through your mind? You know, uh, you're, go back to the time where your leg is in the cast, you know? What are the thoughts that you're having at that moment? I was just waiting to finally get the, um, for my dad and mom to finally get the email that they're gonna take off my cast and that I could, I know, to take off my cast and I could start do, actually like walking and, mm-hmm. um, and running and stuff and going back in the field. Yeah. I was just like waiting for that moment. Like, yeah. And then your cast comes off, right? Mm-hmm. So that's exciting. But it's not the end. No. Now. And I have like, like a month, two months of more recovering. What kind of what kind of work do you go through through the recovery process? So then, um, they made me only use one crutch, and I was like, like kind of like walking. I was um I was actually supposed to walk with it, mm-hmm. just like to keep me going in case like fell or something. Mm-hmm. And did you go through any specific therapy? Yeah, I went to like physical therapy. They like I did weight training on because of so much the time that on my left leg that because like that's kind of a big amount of weight that you need to put on just one leg. Mm-hmm. So then I needed to do like a bunch of weight training with my other leg and both of them so I could get like stronger and faster and stuff. And so then the doctor, I remember, wanted to see how you walk and run before you can be cleared to play baseball. Yeah. We'll talk about that process. To tell you the truth, mm-hmm. I do not remember that process of seeing me walk and run and all that stuff. Do you remember walking normally as soon as, as, soon as you're like, you know, as soon as you're, you didn't have the other crutch? No, I was like limping. Yeah, yeah. Why do you think that is? Because your body was so used to just like relying on the crutch. Mm-hmm. And as soon as they take it away, it's like, it's hard. Yeah. You're, you're walking kind of like with your, you're with your leg to the side. Yeah, like out because that's, that's easier to walk that way. Mm-hmm. Why, is your br- your, why is your brain sending your signal to your body to do that? Because... Because my leg was, when I broke my leg, it, you can't see it right now, but my leg was in a, not in a straight position, it was in a sideways position. And then when I was healed, it was still in that sideways position. And I couldn't move it or else I'd hurt my leg more back to the regular position. So I just got used to that and I started walking like that. Yeah, your, your mind is sending a message to your leg to try and protect your leg. Because you, you, you think that it's protected with your leg like that. Yeah. But that's, but that's not the truth. No, that's actually going to make you worse. Exactly. Exactly. So, so physical injuries, if we're not careful, also can create mental injuries yeah. too, right? I wouldn't call it a mental injury. Or mental setback. Yeah, mental, yeah. So what was the physical therapy process like? It was like, okay, I went there like three or four times a week just to practice my leg strength and my and walking normally and yeah what were some of the the positive things that were going through your mind during the recovery process so your cast is off now you can do stuff at least my cast was off and i could walk but then after like i was uh, when i was when i'm looking back on it it's like 
I'm actually kind of thankful that I broke my leg. Okay. All right. I'm glad. You are. Now you're thankful. But at the time. At well, the let's, time, but, I like hated it. I thought it was like the worst thing that happened to me and all that stuff. Okay. 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 Now that's, that's what we're going to get to the thankful part later. But let's talk about the feelings that you had at that moment. I thought it was like one of the worst things that happened to me because you're taking away, it's taking away one of my favorite things to do. And plus the fact, just because it took baseball away, that's a big thing, but taking like walking away or something. Right. It's like a whole different. So did you have any tricks in your brain to, 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 to think of positive things? Now you had those bad feelings, which are totally normal. Yeah. Did you have any thoughts to try and counter that? No. No, you I didn't. didn't. Okay, that's very odd. You know something? That's very brave of you to to admit that because yeah. it's not easy. And I remember us talking about it many times mm-hmm. about the positives, like trying to counteract that. But that doesn't mean it actually happens. Yeah, it's not easy to do at seven years old to try and. No, do. and it's it's way easier said than done. Just like. Thinking you're going to get back to normal really soon, all that stuff. Yeah, like one day you're going to laugh about this. You're not going to even think about it. Yeah, but and that's true. At that moment, that doesn't help you. At that you don't think it. Right. Yeah, I get it. So your team, your team goes undefeated and they create, they create an all-star team. Yeah. And I have, before I get to that, actually. I get, oh. Before I get to that. Your team, your team that went undefeated. Do you remember that they they kind of did something special for for on the team? Yeah, they put my they put my number as number one on on their jerseys. Yeah, how cool was that? Yeah, they 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 kind of honored you and your contribution in the first half of the team mm-hmm. by putting your number one on the front of their jerseys. Uh huh. And how did that make you feel? It made me feel like great and stuff. And at first, I thought, at first, before they told me mm-hmm. what happened, as soon as I saw, I was like, is it just because they're, like, they're undefeated Because they think they're number one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and a lot of other teams thought that. That's but, funny. and then I realized, it was like, oh, that's, that's my number, number one. I, <laughs> it's that's like. Funny. So, your cast is off, you're going through physical therapy. Are you walking totally normal? No. This point? Okay. I'm still, I'm not limping anymore. Okay. Which is a big improvement when I'm still walking sideways. Okay. So now we go back to see the orthopedist and the doctor clears you. Yes. He says, you can play baseball. You can do whatever you want now. Yes. Okay. Except, except um, sliding into first base. Because that's, yeah. that's what made me break my leg. Exactly. And the only time you got to... The only time you slide into first base is head first. If you when you're coming back from pickoff. Okay, good, good correction there. <laughs> I, I was continuing my thought. I like that. So, so at the time that you're cleared, are you now walking and running normally? You're cleared by the doctor. Are you walking and running at the same level that you used to? No. No. I'm running slower than I used to before, but then we. Uh, at practices, we see this um, guy um, that just like trains people, like ru- um, like tennis players and football players, like running with parachutes and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. That that you guys see me now doing on on my Instagram and lessons from the sun Instagram. But 
wasn't always like that, you know? Mm-hmm. So... At first, um, and then we, you know? No. What do you, what do you want to say? We just, we just tried it out one time and it was like really good and... So the time, I like, we did see, we did see someone special at the baseball field, but we didn't engage him until later on. Yeah, because... So you're not, so now you're cleared to, to play baseball, but, but you're I still not running the way you used to run. And then we like took like a week break, like we took a week of just seeing how I, how I am, like taking it easy and stuff and still practicing walking and stuff, but I wasn't like practicing running yet. Once like, once my leg was like more straight, then I get a started. Then we started run. I started running and stuff. Do you remember playing in the summertime with your 8U All-Star team? Yes, I do. And what were your thoughts at that time? Now, this is the first baseball that you're playing since your injury. What's going on through your brain at that point? Um, then for the rest of the time, like before, lots of people slid when they didn't need to, and I did that as well. But then I just had a fear of not doing anything like like that. You had a fear of Nothing it. close to it. Got it. Not even sliding head first. Okay. You were not, I don't think you were allowed to even. No, no. I think it's not. Now you're allowed to, but. All right. That's not my point. So you play in that in that game, and you hit the ball a couple of times, but you still don't feel quite right. I don't. Running feel. the bases. No, I feel. All right. So the summer's over now, and we're going in, into the fall season, and just, and a few months later, you do meet that someone special that you see at the field. Mm-hmm. And. Tell us a little bit about that special guy. His name is Coach Paul, as you guys probably know now. Coach Paul O'Neill. Coach Paul O'Neill. Yeah, o- O'Neill. Like he's not related to. Yes, Paul he's, O'Neill. he's not. Yes, but he yes. But, but he is from Cincinnati, coincidentally. And he and he used to. I think he still or he used to train his son. Trains his son, but. So that, so tell I us about Coach. So Coach, first I thought um. I'm not being rude to him, but first I thought he was like, like kind of when I'm seeing him training, like screaming at the kids and like, I thought he was just like a crazy man, <laughs> <laughs> that he's a crazy guy training people. Okay. But then I, I like realize he's doing it for them because he wants them to get better at running, tennis, whatever it is, whatever it may be. Like, right. Which is... And now, right? It's pretty easy. It's pretty easy to to be nice and really not push your athletes and get paid the same amount. It's it takes a lot of energy to push somebody, right? Yeah. Even though they, even though everyone thinks, of course, an athlete should be self motivated to do that. But yeah. some people do need an extra push, mm-hmm. right? And there's nothing wrong with that until no. you build your own muscles. Yeah. And when you build your own push. So, tell us about what's so special about Coach Paul. Why? Because just like, it's like something different. Like you, um, normally, one, like, there's another guy that trained me. Like, he didn't scream at me at all, I remember. He was just like, all nice and easy. Well, let's focus on Coach Paul. No, but, uh, and then, and then, like, I still ran pretty fast with that guy, but then when Coach Paul, like, when there's, like, a guy screaming at you, if, like, if you don't run in, like, in less than 10 seconds, you're gonna, 
you're gonna run like 50 laps until you throw up or something. Right, so, right. It's so, like there's a different, gives you the extra energy and stuff that's like so amazing. Extra energy. Mm -hmm. Okay, so he found a way to unlock mm -hmm. something in you. Yeah, like uh, I remember I was seeing a documentary about a guy that, um, about a pitcher that he pitched like really fast in practice, but when he was in a game, he pitched like an extra like five, seven miles mm -hmm. an hour. Cause yeah, it's like the extra motivation that you get. Right, right. So what's special about Coach Paul that he was able to unlock, he was able to unlock something extra in you? That, I don't know, it's... Right? Yeah. I'm saying that. And what if he was, he was just like some mean, some mean dude that screamed at you? Do you think that would work? No. How do you think he accomplished, how do you think he accomplished that to unlock those things and, and build that relationship? Uh, I, the fact that like, it's like, it's different before, like during, before practice, he's like, hi, what's up? And then during practice, he's like, Wah! and then after practice, he's like, nice practice today. <laughs> it's like the fact that it goes from like that, it's not like he's always screaming at people. Right. He developed a relationship. Yeah. He developed a relationship with you. Yeah. He invested in you and you invested back in him. Yeah. And that's, that's, you know, most parents do that naturally because they're your kids. They have a, they want a good relationship with you. Yeah. And, and really good coaches do the same. Mm -hmm. And they invest in, they're invested in you, their success, your success is their success. Yeah. And they, they feel it the same way you feel it. Mm -hmm. And you could, like, yeah. They're like, look, look what I've done. I made, I made this kid who, um, who ran like really slow to is now running pretty fast. Yeah. So, and so I feel proud of myself too, that I was able to do that. And I like feel thankful of him that he was able to help me with that. And I'm, and I'm still training with him Yeah. to this day. That's over two years ago. Yeah. Although it's been a couple of weeks since you've seen him because between uh, baseball schedule and spring break. Mm -hmm. But we'll get back to him. Don't worry. What, so that's over two years ago. When do you remember feeling normal with your running? To be able to run and move where you, where you weren't thinking about it anymore. Probably after like three to four times that I did coach ball. Really? Yes. That quickly? No, because um, we, we didn't do coach ball for like... It was a few months after... After recovery, yes. Yeah. So. So after your third or fourth time, you already started to feel confident running. Um, confident with him, but it's different when you're on the field. Different. Okay. Yeah. So, so now you're a couple of years post. We're, we're three years post broken leg. Two years training with Coach Paul, and how do you feel when you're running the bases? Now. Yeah. Good. You feel good. Yeah. Okay, and is there any part of your game on the baseball that is impacted by your previous injury? Any part of the game, you mean? Yeah, so you feel... I'm still like, uh, just two months ago, I think, mm -hmm. I was still like kind of afraid of sliding. Okay. 
But then once I got taught the right way to slide, and once I practiced it a billion times, mm-hmm. then now I, I like sliding's fun. Yeah. So you so you so you had that apprehension, which I was, uh, I was scared of. Like if you did something and you hurt yourself, your body doesn't want to do it again. Mm-hmm. And so the way you got beyond it is you started you started running and sliding. Yeah. Right? That's good. Yeah. And so now, is that something you think about now in practice or games or any aspect of it? Is, still, is there still any part of that that's, that's with you? No. What if it was? How would you deal with it? Just to move past it. You, like you, you should never stick on one thing. Okay. No, I don't mean like, I don't mean one month you're doing this and another month you're doing that. You don't stay focused on the past. Okay. So what if there's... You don't look to the future. Let's say this place... You just stay in the present. Stay in the present. Mm -hmm. Don't look to the future. Stay in the present. Don't look to the future. Don't look back on the past. Okay. So what would you say to a player that's out there, a basketball player, a football player, a baseball player that has, is currently dealing with a fear of something like that? Fear, fear of an injury just keep, because of a past injury. Just keep doing it a bunch of times. Find the right ways to do it. Is it okay to have that fear? It is. It is. Mm-hmm. Okay. You need to find the... It's most likely that you did it the wrong way. The thing. Okay. Because I, I slid the wrong way into first base. If I slid the right way into first base, it still would have been... Like I could have been like like out for like maybe a week or two. Okay. But still, you gotta look what you did. Okay. Then um look on like um of how to fix it. Is it okay for the for the, those players that are having that fear about the injury or or recurrence of fear? Is it okay that they have this fear? It's okay. It's so it's really normal. It's no because I think there are people out there that have to hear that mm-hmm. that it's okay that they have that fear. Mm-hmm. But you gotta know how to control the fear. Okay. You gotta know how to turn it into something good. Okay. Do you have any? Can you give any suggestions? Like if you're scared of yeah, let's say sliding again. Okay. Then you gotta work towards it. You gotta do everything you can to prevent from happening that again. You gotta practice it a lot you gotta do it every day you gotta practice it until finally you just don't feel that scaredness on you right little by little and until you until you gotta try to do it until you actually like love doing it is that something that happens overnight like you just decide it and then it happens no doesn't right. takes bunch of repetitions okay and so what's the message to the kids out there about about fears, about these type of fears. What's your message to them? Keep working on trying to control it. Okay. Keep working to try to keep control it. That it's okay. It's okay to have the fear. Right. But you got to know what to do with it. Okay. And to basically, you by control it, you mean go through reps little by little to, <laughs> to keep, like what you said earlier, to, until it's no longer with you. Mm-hmm. And until it could, you, it could until, be until you're like 
until you want to do it again. It could be one week, it could be two weeks, it could be two months, it could be two years. You yeah. Don't, you don't know. But at some point, then it may be something that you love to do. Yeah. Like now I love sliding. Okay. Do you ever think about your leg in a game? No. I just try not to slide at first base. Okay. As much as I can. Well, you know, just from a physical standpoint, technically, it's not the most effective thing you can do. You get there faster running through the first base yeah. than sliding. So I think that's good advice for everybody. Mm-hmm. Even though sliding... Ah, oh, never mind. Even though sliding... Never mind. Yeah, because it's not like you're breaking up a throw at first base no. in most cases. You know, you're... It's like, more efficient to run. If you're it. like sliding into second and the person already caught the ball, then then you gotta really slide and like put your leg up because you gotta try to kick the ball yeah, you off can, from the guy's glove. You can break up the throw. At first base, you're allowed to. It's the only base you're allowed to run through, so you want to take advantage of it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I thank you for sharing this story. I'm sure it wasn't easy for you. And it was. It was. Yeah? It's easy to talk about it. It's easy to talk about it now? If if I was still my broken leg, now I wouldn't want to talk about it. And how about a year ago? Would you be okay to talk about it a year ago? No. No? I wouldn't. So, is there anyone specifically that was helping you with your sliding that you want to give a little shout out to? Yeah, um, Coach Pedro Marcano. Mm-hmm. He helped me sliding. He actually did like a whole, whole thing like... He got like a tarp, he put soap on it, then he got like a big Amazon box, put in like a trash bag, put soap on that, and then I got to run through, slide onto the onto the trash bag with the Amazon box, and like I feel myself actually like sliding correctly. And if you slide bad, then you get all soapy and like dirty and stuff like that. <laughs> okay, so. got it. Okay, great, great. Well, for any coaches out there listening, just think about this is two instances where a coach has really helped a young man not just physically but the through the mental side of things mm-hmm. parents the coaches they they play an important part in in reaching your kids so uh whether they're professional coaches or volunteer coaches uh just want to say a big thank you to all of them and uh especially to the ones that are listening to the podcast right now (laughs) uh and if 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 any of you out there have a story to share about overcoming an injury uh and you'd like to share it with us please we'd love to hear it maybe you can come on the podcast and talk about it and we can ask you some of those same questions we asked nino because in athletics injuries are bound to happen yes so you have to be mentally prepared for it and how to recover from it Mm-hmm. Of course, each injury is completely different. Like breaking, even even it's if if it's in the same body part, like breaking your foot is way different than breaking your entire leg. Yep. You know. Mm-hmm. So. And all you can do is try and prepare your body, give it the right amount of conditioning and strength and rest, and then you know nature takes over from there. Mm-hmm. So, with that said, I and- think. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. See you guys. Thank you so much. Take care. Peace.
hope you enjoyed this podcast. Thanks for listening. Now, please do us a solid and hit that like button. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast, follow our Insta, and if you don't mind, give us a five-star review. Hook up my homeboy and help us continue to grow, please. Peace Peace out. out.